When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Last week, Roach, on Friday, uh, we ran a poll. Bumfluff Benny, our producer, put a poll out. Are you concerned with Port Adelaide's pre-season form? I said, well, let's just state the bloody obvious. So I had a coffee with him. I said over 80% of people would say yes. And, of course, it was 84% of people said yes, 16% no. A text has come through saying, as long as Dylan works with Rucci and Bumfluff Benny, he will never have to pay for a coffee. And that's true. I've won another little wager. Let's get a more qualified opinion from one of Port Adelaide's favourite sons, SEN and Fox footy expert, Dwayne Russell. Happy New Year, Dwayne-o. And to you, Kimbo and the Roach, I'm no more qualified than the fans who go and watch them every week. I mean, uh, those people who sit in the terraces every week uh, have got a pretty good idea as to what's happening in the world of footy. Stop sucking up. You're after ratings. That's blatantly obvious. <laughs> calls. Calls. I want calls. Midday yeah. Madness. Calls. Yeah. Hey, uh, we, uh, Benny provided us with your top eight. I thought you might be able to inspire a little bit of confidence. Gone with the, port, the same as last season, Dwayne. Can't see a change to the eight. Well, I think I'll see Brisbane go from six in the eight to win the flag, maybe. I think mm-hmm. Melbourne is... Uh, the, I think there's three teams that are better than everybody else at the moment, the way I see it, and that's Brisbane, Melbourne and Geelong. But I can see nine teams being able to win the flag, including Carlton, who, you know, I'm probably unlucky to... I could, couldn't work out who to put out of the eight, but I think there's a bit of a gap between Carlton at ninth and the rest. I think the rest are uh, sort of... a Chance to make the eight, but I just can't see unless a miracle happens, uh, one of those teams outside of the top nine um, winning the flag. Well, let's just get into Port Adelaide because people are getting a little bit nervous. I think they're boxing at shadows. I know last year was extremely poor. I think there's a few reasons for that. Um, But pre-season form, how much do you place value on that? Well, if you want to draw a line through last year, their pre-season form wasn't good and they started 0-5. So if you want to draw a line through that, then you've got to be worried. But if you want to draw a line through Paul Ruse's Sydney, mm. they never won a pre-season game with Paul Ruse, and they were pretty good every year. So it depends on which side of the coin you live. I, I sort of live on the... I'd like to be hitting round one with a bit more form. I like the way Melbourne's approached their pre-season campaign. I like the way Brisbane's approached it. I know it's a long season. You've got to keep yourself up for 30 weeks. But when you're in a situation like Port and Ken Hinckley... You want to be able to calm the farm early, I'd reckon. So, Dwayne, what have you made of the way in which Port Adelaide, again, loads up on inside 50s but doesn't produce a winning score on the card? Yeah, I actually had a word to uh, an assistant coach in another club and he said that the Geelong Footy Club kind of did the same against the Brisbane Lions the other night. They had a heap of inside 50s but couldn't beat the Lions. But... They said, well, they just bring Jeremy Cameron back. They bring yeah. uh, Tom Hawkins back right. in that team. And there's your, there's your 12 or eight goals for your inside 50 value. Mm. Whereas Port have what they've got. I mean, I know Georgiati's got injured, but they've got Todd Marshall. They've got Charlie Dixon. So they've kind of got what they've got. That's why I am worried maybe with Port Adelaide a little that they're doing the same thing in terms of not converting their inside 50s as opposed to some other clubs 
who you can understand why they didn't convert their inside right. 50s. Do, do you, think the stru- you think they'll structure up a little bit different when Willie Rioli's in that side and uh, Orazio just playing his second game in a long time? And Horn Francis yeah, do, going but... mid and forward? Yeah, look, I like the way for Horn Francis has been, you know, attacking the preseason. It looks like he's on a mission, um, and that's that's great. But yeah, I just wonder. Look, Charlie Dixon's a, a good player. He's a very good player, mm. all Australian, you know, a few years back. But is he a great player? Is he Jeremy Cameron great? No, he's not. Is he Charlie Kerno no. great? No, he's not. That's the hard part with Charlie Dixon. Is Todd Marshall going to take the step up to be, you know, is he a sixty-goal goal kicker? in 2023 could he be in the all-australian squad of 44 that kind of todd marshall that's where port adelaide need to find someone else and it's either todd marshall or it's georgiades or or it's or it's who yeah and i agree with you duane look i think they'll make the top eight this year but i don't consider them to be one of the top four sides and we heard kingy and uh, and kano at the start of the year saying anything but a grand final is a failure and I, I just keep banging on about it. You have to have a compare it to, get to Melbourne, to Brisbane, to Geelong, and uh, and possibly Sydney on the way up as well. I don't see the comparison, but as you know, um, all football clubs' supporter bases are very, very emotional. Can we talk about Adelaide? Because there is a real belief within that organisation that they're a top eight side this year. Yeah, I don't see that either, but I do see Adelaide playing a brand of footy that you'd want to go and watch. I think the Adelaide Crow fans should be fairly excited about, you know, what they're putting together in terms of getting full bang out of every player that they've got on that list. Their list isn't as good as Port, I don't think. And yet they play a brand of footy that in some ways I think, well, we saw in the showdown last year, early last year, what the Crows can do just through effort. I mean, their list wasn't as good as Port Adelaide in that early showdown last year. And they beat him with the, you know, Dawson kick after the siren. And that, that was a really bad indicator, I think, for Port fans and a good indicator for Crow fans as to, what effort can do if you don't bring it, and what synergy can do, that chemistry. John Longmire seems to be able to get chemistry yep. with yep. what he's got at Sydney and also get improvement out of a number of the young players. And that's the other issue of Port as well. Is there improvement? I mean, Nathan Buckley said on Breakfast Today, hasn't really seen Port Adelaide's improvement in the last 18 months. So you want to see improvement out of you know three or four of their players this year to become all-Australian squad of 40 players. And maybe they can. Maybe Bergman and a few of those guys might be able to be the, the big jump-up guys that make a bit of a difference. Dwayne, looking at your notes from the weekend, you've noted something about the Western Bulldogs. Norton, Eugle, Hagen, Darcy and Lobb. Is that what makes the Western Bulldogs the big threat to be a top-four side this year? I think it gives them a trick, Rich. It gives them a point of difference. Now, it might not work. It might not win them the flag, and they might be too top-heavy. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in the wet parts of the season and it doesn't allow them to chase out of their forward line. But right. they play a lot of games at Docklands where the roof's going to be shut. Yeah. So that's going to help them in the middle of winter when other teams might be playing in the rain at the Adelaide Oval and off the stadium. Yep. And I think it's a point of difference. I like teams that are trying something. Melbourne a few years ago went and got, paid a lot of their salary cap for two key defenders, Lee and May and Lever. Yes. And a lot of people said, well, that's not going to work. Who does that? Yeah. No one pays that much of their salary cap for two. But it won them a flag. Mm. Now they've gone and done the same with two key ruckmen. And they've got two of the best five rucks in the comp. So they've got a point of difference that might win them a flag as well. I like the dogs trying something to stop being just good. They want to be great and win a flag. Do I know you haven't changed the eight from last year, but you have Collingwood at seventh and eighth. I've had I have those two sides slipping out of the top eight this year. You've got them sliding. Why? 
Oh, well, they did win a lot of close games last year. That's the obvious one for Collingwood. I am still a bit worried about their goal-kicking power, yep. but they seem to be able to generate scores anyway, and they do play a good style of play uh, football, which is that fast play-on, believe-in-yourself brand. And I, I think if there's three teams that could slip out of the eight, it might be Richmond, who looked lethargic yeah. against Melbourne, but are hoping to flick the switch this week come round one. Uh, Collingwood could be one of those that win one or two or three less games because they don't win the close ones. Fremantle, I'm still a bit... Um, I don't know what I'm going to get from Fremantle. I don't know if Fife's going to make it as a full forward. And I, you know, I mentioned on my show today that if you give Darcy Fogarty 100 shots at goal, he's going to kick <laughs> you 65, 35. Yeah. But you give, you give Fife 100 shots at goal, yes. he might only kick you 50, 50 or 45, mm. you know, 55. That's, that's the difference with if Fife can have a big year as a full forward. So that's where I'm at with those teams on the edge of the eight. Okay, if they're on the edge, those three, Richmond, Collingwood and Fremantle, who are the three mo- most likely to challenge from outside the... Only Carlton. Only Carlton. Only Carlton. I can't yeah. see Essendon getting in there. They've still got a lot of holes in their list and I think they've got a lot of... They haven't got the depth. Right. I can't see St Kilda being one of those teams either because yep. they don't have Max King until about round seven. Yep. So they've got injury issues and... The word coming out of St Kilda is that we're going to be good in 2024, which I don't like hearing, but yeah. mm. that's kind of what we're hearing. I don't think the Gold Coast will improve to the point that they can make the eight. Mm. Um, Port Adelaide could, but I just don't necessarily think their pre-season's been inspiring enough to say that they're going to win the flag, but they could make the eight. I mean, they, there's a number of these teams outside that could rise. The West Coast Eagles will win more than two games, but I can't see them I got making the eight. I've got them. Yeah, got well, there you go. So there you go. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. few texts coming through. Dwayne, oh, we're in the opinion business. Uh, this one says I'd have to disagree with Dwayne. I think the Crows list is now as good as Port Adelaide's. And uh, another text from That's Phil. That's an exercise to do, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Another text comes through from Phil. I don't think any Port fans are unrealistic about where they are. The problem Port has, it's the 11th season of this regime. I'm no hater of the coach, but really there's no room for a failed season. I think we all agree with that. Mm. Uh, and then we've got Rucci and Russell, a myth and a legend. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't like being called a myth. Hey, Dwayne, what did you make of the 19th team with four men or women? The 19th team? The umpires. And they oh, are, I don't they are mind a big it. team now. They are, but I don't think umpiring has got any better or worse for 50 years. So there were Ooh. complaints about umpires yeah. being no good when there was a one-umpire system. There were complaints they're not good enough. There's always been old ladies leaning over the fence. You see the old black and white footage with the umbrella saying they're no good. I like the umpires trying to get a little better. I like them coming up with an idea to, to allow them to be able to make better decisions because they're less fatigued, mm. they're not running as far, and you can umpire later in your career. So the good decision makers might be able to umpire for another four or five years as opposed to where well, you can't run the distance, so you can't umpire anymore. So... I like the fact that they're trialling something. I think there's always been complaints about umpiring, yep. but they're trying something to make them better for a change. I would have liked them to have tried it over a couple of years instead of practising and trialling mm. it actually mm. in real games. And long as they don't make more decisions because the game's over umpired. Hey, Dwayne, just quickly, a slightly new team with the SEN Cool team. Tell us what's happening this year. Uh, I'll be doing Friday nights with Gerard Whateley, so I'm looking forward to that. I'll be doing you know, things like Anzac Day, I've uh, been doing Easter Monday, so 
No Anthony Hudson, a little bit of a change-up in the yep. team. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've, uh, and we've got other bits and pieces as well. So we've added two or three more special comments, guys. I've given back some of my salary so I can pay some other guys, which will be fun. <laughs> to which Mitch Robinson from Brisbane is going to be one of those oh, special commentators, yes. isn't he, Dwayne? Yes, he is. So you've got the list there, have you, Rich? Oh, we're, quite we're, we're, we're getting a few notes here and there. And, of course, we'll be calling every Crows and uh, Port Adelaide game here in South Australia. It will now be heard in South Australia, which it wasn't See. before. Hey, you're you're a better man, Dwayne, because Kim wouldn't take a pay cut so I could be a boundary rider at Adelaide Oval. <laughs> we just wanted someone that knew what they were doing down there, Rich. That's all. <laughs> had nothing to do with money. Dwayne, I love your work. Look forward to chatting you right throughout the year. Of course, you can hear Dwayne on Dwayne's World between 11.30 and 2.30. Adelaide time. Thanks for your time, Dwayne. Thanks, Dwayne. Good on you, Kimbo. Thanks, Rich. There you go. So he hasn't put a, a, a ruler through Port Adelaide. He well, thinks they're a chance. But he's for saying only Carlton is the team that can challenge his eight. It's yeah, not really convincing on Port, is it? No. Well, it's going to be tight. It's a tough competition. As I said, Collingwood, Fremantle dropping out for me. More more bullish on Collingwood dropping out. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Carlton, obviously a chance, but Port Adelaide and Adelaide to get in. So two in and two out for me.